Warriors, welcome back. My name is Rob Wong, and today we're going to be talking about everything you've never been taught about dating. Now, you may not have known this, but before this podcast, Scott and I co-hosted a podcast called The Great Date Guy uh, for uh, years. I had been personally running that podcast, and we brought Scott on in the last year. Uh, and so between the two of us, we have a lot of accumulated knowledge on dating and getting the dating life and the sex that you want. Um, and so as a quick breakdown, what I've been seeing in my dating life, so you can decide whether or not you want this for yourself is that. So back when I was dating, I was on hinge. I prefer that over any other dating app. And the results I was getting was without messaging, without paying for a premium subscription, without sending any likes, I was getting about three to five matches every single week. And out of those three to five, then the ones I was still attracted to after talking to them, they would turn into dates. And then if I was still attracted to them after they turned into dates, then we would have sex. And then we'd decide whether or not we wanted a relationship. So that's how it looks for me. Now, Scott, on the other hand, is like some futuristic cyborg engineered in an underground lab specifically for the purpose of approaching women in public. <laughs> I I get a I get a message from Scott like every single week where he's like I got a date with a hot woman and I'm so excited man and it's getting steamy and I I swear to god that dude approaches new women like every single day and like a good chunk of those just turn into dates for him like I I I wouldn't be surprised if his dating record is something like getting a new date every single day um, he's taken the in-person game approach to a level of mastery that I have very rarely seen before. And the women that he dates are women that I would be really excited to go on a date on. They're gorgeous. So if you're interested in living a lifestyle like that, then this is how we got there. This podcast is everything that it takes to become that dude. So welcome back, Warriors. My name is Rob Wong, of course, with me today. Scott Pagliaccio, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Great to be here, man. Great to be here. Just got interviewed by the news, man. It was cool. Super cool. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, it's, it completely blows my mind again and again how you continue to create like these kinds of opportunities for yourself. At first, it was like, ah, oh, yeah, you got lucky. And then like you keep doing it, so it's like this is obviously a skill set you have. Yeah, man. And it's cool because it's around this topic because the woman, when I met her, my barber invited me in to be her subject for a news piece she was doing. And uh, I was just sitting in the chair and um, my barber was doing this piece. It was like a, a humanitarian piece. She would go out on the streets of Buffalo and she would cut homeless people's hair and, you know, it, it was this really beautiful thing. She was like, hey, Scott, I'd like for you to come in. Uh, the news is going to come and do a piece on me. Would you be down to you know, sit in the chair and, and be the, my, uh, my client? I said, hell yeah. And in walks this beautiful Ethiopian woman who is the news anchor. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to ask her out. And I did. And <laughs> we've, become, we've become really good friends. We've gone on a few uh, dates and um, she's done a couple of pieces on some of the other like stuff that I'm working on and she's just a really great woman. And I know we're, we're getting ready to talk about dating and, and stuff like that today. So I just wanted to kind of add that in like super interesting. I, I feel like we need to like focus in on that. How did you, how do you get a date with a news anchor? 
uh, I asked her. <laughs> I, I got, I, as soon as she walked in the door, I felt something in my body and it was like, I'm attracted to her. And there's like, I got to, she was actually like, she walked in and I just noticed she was visibly attractive. And I was like, I just kind of sat there and watched her a little bit and set up. And I did, you know, just, I noticed that there was a, there was a want there. And the, my want was to ask her out. And so by the end of the interview, I asked her out and we've been friends for a while. Yes. Dude, <laughs> this is, that was awesome. Uh, and for you listening right now, I think like maybe the question is like, okay, how, how do I get there? How do, cause right now I might not be the kind of guy or gal to go out and ask like a freaking news anchor out on a date. What I've noticed was when I see a woman, there's a physical response in my body if I'm attracted to her. And then there's something that goes to my mind and it's like this connection. So I'm very clear inside of myself that something shows up in my body like oh there's an attraction this woman seems interesting and then the thought is well then ask her out so there's this really clear connection between mind and body and then by the end i honor what's showing up for me inside of my thoughts and in my body i don't know if that's helpful um for the listener but it's really it's been really important for me to pay attention to that. Like, am I attracted to this woman? Yes. Do I want to take her on a date? Yes. So what do you, what's the next step? Well, it would be to ask her out on a date. And I tend not to hesitate. Like I tend not to wait. Like I just honor what's coming up for me in the moment and then boldly execute. And it feels uncomfortable. Um, but I think that, you know, I can't make it any more clear or simple. Like That's the whole point of what we were talking about was let's be clear on what it is that we want and then honor it. Okay. And then find out inside of the date. Like, is this person somebody I want to be romantically involved in? Is this person just a friend? Is she somebody that I value? It? What, what do I want the relationship to be? Is she attracted to me? And it's kind of like finding our way as we date. She's definitely a high value woman. Um, she's beautiful, very intelligent. I like hanging out with her. We have fun when we're together. Um, she's an advocate for what we're up to, Rob, men's mental health. She's like, hey, you should do a TED talk. I'm like, man, my, my partner just did. He did one on, you know, on, on this very topic of what we're talking about. So she's very invested in men being um, emotionally sound. So I think that that's something that draws me to her as well. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things that I want to expound on. Like one is building the bridge between, okay, I'm a guy where I don't approach the women that I'm attracted to because I'm very worried about getting hurt by rejection uh, to, okay, yeah, I just go for it. One of the things we talked about was, hey, it helps to have some experience here and know what you want. And I want to explain that a little bit more for, if you, for you listening right now. What does that mean? Why is that relevant? So one of the things that comes up for me at, inside of dating is like being afraid of failure. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to make an ass out of myself. 
Uh, I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm quote unquote wasting time. Um, but there's, there's this cool side benefit to this, like a secret benefit that actually makes you more attractive. Um, and so I think that in of itself kind of removes a little bit of the fear around dating. Cause like, even if this goes poorly, there's this secret mechanism that's going to make me more attractive over time. And let me explain that. So the mechanism is the more bad relationships I have, the more choosy I become because I begin to look and see the patterns inside of other people that don't work for me. Right. And one thing that I will never do again is date someone who has not reached a point of spiritual awakening. Um, it's just easier and cleaner as a relationship. Communication is better. There's just less fighting and it works out. It's, those are very passionate relationships for me. And I will never date a woman who hasn't reached that level again. I will never date a woman who blames all of her problems on other people because she's going to blame me for the way that she feels. I've been that person inside of relationships. I was a shitty partner. And so as you have more and more bad relationships, you begin to see, hey, these are things that I really need, right? And, and part of that, of course, is going to be on us. Um, it's, it's two ways, right? If a relationship doesn't work, there are areas where I need to grow too. And you can't sweep those under the rug. But it helps when you're dating to keep an eye open, <laughs> just to peel back your eye, your eyelids and look and see, hey, is, does this person actually meet the criteria that I need for my future partner? Whether I'm dating or it's going to be just like a fling or if it's going to be like full-blown marriage, is this person going to be able to meet me where I need them to meet me? And when you're coming from that place, it's a lot more powerful than like trying to prove yourself or trying to be more attractive or more confident because now you're not operating from a place of not being good enough. You're actually looking to see, well, what are the facts here? Who is this person actually? And that's a much more powerful place to play. I think the other thing that I'm hearing though, is that like you also, Scott, understand that you're like a high value dude, like yeah. in your bones, you're like, okay, I have a lot to offer. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to these women. And it's not that scary because you know that women want you. Yeah, man. I, I Thank you for saying that. And yes, getting to a place of embodying that and believing that about myself, like when you say what you say, like sitting with that and owning it was not something I ever even was even on the trajectory for me or ever even understanding I you know, I didn't feel that way about myself. I was, I was lost and I was attracting women who, you know, didn't value me and I, they were lost and it was like, what the fuck are we doing? And it was chaotic <laughs> and it doesn't feel chaotic in here anymore. It, it feels really good to be able to sit in that knowing and own that. And it's very humbling too, man. It's like, it's like, yes. And I'm still an asshole cause I'm fucking human. Like, yes, I have all these great attributes and I am going for what I want and I'm creating things in the world and I'm still a human being and I fuck up and I make mistakes and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm constantly looking at my mistakes. So, and seeing how I can grow from them. And that's what, you know, that's what life is. It's a, it's a succession of failures, you know, in, in learning from that rather than, you know, uh, being afraid to fail. Like, so it's like that for women with me. It, I say that I've said this multiple times. 
I can't be rejected by a woman. I can only reject myself. If, they're, if I'm attracted to a woman and I want to ask her out and I don't, then I'm rejecting me. And I look, I really have been able to look at it from that perspective. If there's something I want out there in the world and I know that I want it and I don't go for it, then I am completely not honoring who I am and what I want. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you say a couple of killer things there. And, and one of them is like, hey, we're, we're attracting the women that we're ready for. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's deeply true. Like, I, I've even noticed that like women who are like beyond my level, I'm going to put that in quotes because like there's a direction I'm traveling. And sometimes I run into people who are further along in that direction than me. And when it comes to personal growth and I run into a woman that is further along, she's not as triggered as me. She's not as reactive as me. I notice that I get triggered by that person and I don't want to be around them. I'm actually repelled from them because mm. they're, they're more advanced than I am. They're, their slate is cleaner than me. Mm. I'm attracted to women who are about as flawed as I am, I think, in terms of the growth spectrum. Um, and so there's this element of like, hey, if you're dating women that you don't like, <laughs> then, then there's more growth ahead. There's always more growth ahead. Um, but, it, but it's like you're, you're getting this as a gift. Like the person that you dated in the past, the person that you're going to date now are a reflection of who you are and what your patterns are. And I, I've encountered that quite a lot. I think there was something else that you mentioned that I've completely forgotten now. So I guess I'm going to leave it off at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much richness in, in this conversation around dating. And I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I, I agree with you. Like, I'll echo what you're saying. Like, you attract who you are. Um, and it's, it's really true um, how far along you are on the path of growth. And I think that's another thing, too. Like, for me it's a non-negotiable. I'm going to ask a woman on the front end, like, are you into growth and development? She doesn't have to be into it relationally or whatever I'm into, but she has to be on this path of growth in her life. Like not just being okay with where she is. And that's, uh, that's what I think relationship is the crucible. It's the path like to enlightenment. Like if you, I've noticed in my own experience, I want to be with someone who is growing and developing themselves, but we create this container of safety first and foremost, where we have access and we're super resourced. And when we come home, we want to be there because like, the world out there isn't safe. You know, people do not have our backs out there. They're not looking out for us. But when I'm with a woman and I know she's got my back and I know she knows me deeply and I know that I can show up exactly who I am and how I am. And I don't have to contort and be somebody other than I am. Like we're building this, this vehicle so we can become the, the best version of ourselves through being in relationship with one another. It's not just, it's not just evolutionary. Hey, we're, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Fucking is great. Having sex is phenomenal. I've learned that that's another way to become enlightened is through the, through the, uh, you know, through the practice of sex, like my consciousness can be elevated. And for a woman to be open to that, you know, she has to trust me a whole lot. And I just love the whole spectrum of what is possible inside of a really deep, nurturing, safe 
relationship. So I'm looking for that on the front end, you know, and you don't know that right away. But I, what I'm learning to do on the front end is to ask those questions rather than just be like waiting, you know, for a month, two months, you know, getting really clear and asking on the front end. Some people have told me like, that's crazy. You know, I'm like, it may be crazy, but I've ended up in relationships two, three, four months down the road that are, it's a shit show. And had I honored and asked those questions, the difficult questions on the front end, I wouldn't have wasted, not that it, it's not that it's a waste of time. It is not a waste of time. And I'm getting better at asking those clarifying questions. So I don't have to be three, four months in and it be really uncomfortable and I have to exit now. It's like, hey, let's find out on the front end. Let's let's get clear and That's let's ask the questions. Big. That's big. Um yeah. I'm I'm currently working through that right now. I've stopped dating entirely. I'm not I'm not looking to be in a relationship. I'm not on Tinder or Hinge. But it's it's because of everything you just said. And it oh man. It was around like not being able to ask for what I wanted in a relationship on the upfront, like mm -hmm. so much resistance there, but it was like some, it was a degree of people pleasing that I had just noticed where if I was worried that saying no to this girl was going to hurt her, I wouldn't say no. I would just put her needs ahead of mine all the time by default. And I couldn't actually control that. Like I was looking at it. And it's like, holy shit. It's like, it's almost like my wants, needs, my opinions it get erased the minute I'm with a partner that I really care about. And it's not her fault. She's not doing any of this to me. Right. It's the way that I'm reacting to a woman who feels bad, right? And, and there was a realization, and what you're pointing at, there was this realization that if I'm not asking for what I want in a relationship, eventually I'm going to be miserable and then I'm going to make her miserable. And then she's going to make me miserable. <laughs> and then how long is that going to take to sort out? How long before I feel brave enough to ask for what I actually want in this relationship? And so I think that what you're saying here is, is especially important um, for, for young men. Because like, there, there is this push to be like not selfish. There's this push to be the masculine pillar of this relationship. I want to be the giver. That's a very masculine energy. But at the same time, I I've myself have seen how this has led to a lot of relationship disaster. I've hurt a lot of women as a result of being so far over on their side that I have no mooring in who I am as a human being and as a man. Um, and so I, I love that you brought that up. The other thing that I really like what you said, I like a lot of things that you said here, but... Thanks. It, yeah, man, I, I feel like a lot of what you're saying here is born of like an extreme amount of wisdom. Uh, you don't get to these conclusions unless you've dated a lot and you've seen a lot of your own patterns and you work through a lot of them. And one thing you mentioned was, hey, I look for a relationship where I feel safe. And this is this is my word where I can recharge from the world. It's it's mm -hmm. us together and we're not picking on each other. We're not cutting each other down. It feels good to be with this person. And like when I'm with this person, it's also refilling my cup. Uh, that's also something that I'm looking for. And so I, I think that like for you, the listener right now, what, what we're discussing then is 
hey, getting very clear on your list of wants. What do I want when I'm going into a relationship? And you might want something completely different. What you might be interested in is I want a hot girl with big boobs. And that's fine. I actually yeah. think that that's a viable way to do it, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because the alternative is is really bad. If you go for women that you're not attracted to, you end up in a relationship with her. You're going to fuck her up. She's going she's gonna to leave that relationship feeling like she's worthless and ugly and not attractive. And it's going to be on you, actually. I've, I've been that guy. Do not be that guy. Go for women you're attracted to. But there's also that element of, if I'm attracted enough to this person, it's going to keep pulling me back in to do the work. Because I'm not going to get better at being in a relationship or dating unless... I'm willing to come back again and again and look at what I am doing that is messing this up sometimes. And when I'm really attracted to the person, it's like worth it in my brain. I'm putting it in quotes because it's always worth it to go and do the work. But especially when the stakes are, here's a person that I love that is very physically, sexually, intellectually, emotionally attractive to me. I'm willing to come back again and try again. And those relationships are the ones that make us exceptionally attractive. Whether or not we stay in those relationships, we carry that attractiveness forward. Um, so that's, that's kind of my current theory of relationships and becoming more attractive right now. You just iterate, you get into one, and then you become better. What do you think, man? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious like that you've stepped away from dating. Like, What are you noticing about yourself? Why are you... You know, what, what are the patterns that are happening for you and, and why are you taking a step back? Like, what is it that you're going to do to work on to be better for the next relationship? That's a good question. Um, I am stepping away from what I would call agreeableness behaviors. Um, mm -hmm. So when I default to what someone else wants, automatically I catch that. And then I'm like, rather than just going with what they want, I put forward what I want as well. And then we kind of work towards what would work for both of us. Um, one thing that I noticed that was weirdly challenging for me was like, if, if I'm on a group thread and people are like, yeah, we're meeting up tomorrow, who's in? I have a really hard time coming into that thread and saying, hey, no, I won't be there tomorrow. Uh, I won't be there the next day or the next day. I won't be available until Sunday. It feels like I'm betraying people by saying no when mm. part of me is like, that's just good communication. Just just let them know that you won't be there. Yeah. And it's little stuff like that. It's like any time I notice that sense of like, oh, fuck, I'm in danger when I'm going to say no to someone or I'm going to talk about what I want. Like I'm allergic to mosquitoes. I probably shouldn't be hanging out in North Carolina in the summer outdoors. So does my friend want to eat outside? Well, too bad. I want to eat indoors. Like, and I just talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I notice and I ask for what I want, but then there's the back end of like, even though I'm doing those things, my system is freaking out. It's like tight rope walking over a waterfall. Like it feels really bad. Um, and so I'm kind of leveling that out by also meditating through those emotions. Like I'll mm. feel them and then I'll kind of surround them in the love and stillness that exists inside of deep meditation until they feel safe enough to just kind of disperse on their own. And that I think is gradually changing my ability to 
speak up more and more about what I want. There's this other thing that I'm doing where I notice, like, sometimes I'll just keep on looking at something and then it'll be like, I'm driving by it. I'm still looking at it. Mm. So some part of me wants to engage with it. Oh, there's a fruit stand over there. Normally, I just drive past. I have obligations from priorities. I don't care about what I want. I'm just going to go. Now I'm, I'm stopping and trying to listen to it because it's a pretty wow. quiet voice. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's like, that's some like warrior shit right there. Like really at, you know, listening deeply to yourself. And I think that's what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast. It's the same, whether it's going to stop at a fruit stand or it's to ask a woman out, it's the same want, you know, and it's just paying very close attention to your body and to your heart and to your mind and what it is that you want and not just being agreeable because I have, I noticed that in myself big time, especially when it comes to dating, like, Oh yeah, whatever, whatever you want. I'm in. And it's like, I don't even check in with myself to see. So what I'm hearing from you, Rob, is that you're really checking in with yourself and making sure that this is actually what you want as it pertains to pretty much everything, friendships, whatever. And saying no is uncomfortable for you as a practice. It's just, it's difficult to feel in your body. But what I'm noticing is you're meditating more, you're, you're, you're being with your experience and you're honoring yourself, which over time is making it easier for you to say no. Yeah, man. Um, that I appreciate that reflection and breakdown because there are a couple of things that are emerging for me in, in hearing you. And one of them is if, if you're listening right now, you might resonate with this. I was very used to making the logical choice and not listening to what my desires were. Um, and so my inner voice in terms of like what my body wants to do, what, what the visceral like animal part of me wants, the part that is out to have fun and to like meet cute girls and have a sexy time. I think there's, it's important to have a balance between the two, but I cannot hear that other voice. It's very quiet. I have a very hard time discerning if it's even there most of the time. And it's usually consumed by what other people want. I'm always kind of just, oh, what does that person want? I'll accommodate for them. The other thing that comes up for me, so if you resonate with that, the other thing that comes up for me is listening to you speak, Scott, I actually get a sense that that voice for you is it's much louder. And I'm, I'm curious if that's your experience. Has it gotten louder over time? It has, man. It's gotten really loud. Like It's like, you know, slapping me in the back of the head. It's like, like I know. It's, it, and it's, it, you know what it is? It's not even the voice. It's the feeling in my body. Like, it, I've always had, not always, but for a while, when, especially when it comes to dating, there's this experience that I have, and it's almost like I am a scanner. Like, you know, you imagine a scanner where that, the, the, the light goes, you know, you can see the light go up and down. Well, yeah. When I look at a woman, there's this thing inside of me that goes, it go it does that. And I could just from afar, look at her. And then this goes, something goes through my entire body and everything registers that either she's a yes or a no, I can approach her and I'm attracted to her. And there's a, there's, there can be a connection if I choose to create it or absolutely not. And so I've gotten really good at paying attention to that. And it's cool. Like I like being like this rope. It's not robotic. It's really, it's a human 
I'm a human scanner. And when I am, and it's not just women too. Like when I'm called to be running and I see a hill and I, I'm drawn towards it. I, there have been times where I would not honor that. Now I just let my body dictate and my feet take me where I want to go. If I see a hill or a tree I want to climb or a fence I want to jump, I fucking do it, man. And I feel so alive in those moments. So it's gotten easier over time to really pay attention to that scanner mechanism inside of myself and, and go for it because it's this little boy who's like, yeah. And I really like being connected to that little dude, man, because if I don't pay attention to him, that's my shadow. He's going to fucking wreak havoc, and havoc on me. And he's going to let me know because I'll start doing addictive things and you know, smoking cigars or whatever it is, like if I don't pay attention to that. So it's, it's really helpful to know that it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And I feel safe in my body. I think that's what it's boil, I'm boiling it down to is feeling safe in my own body to make choices and decisions for the grown part of me. Because there was a younger part of me that was told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And I was conditioned away from that. Now it's like really honoring that younger part of me who knows this innate part of me that knows what he wants and then powerfully going for it and trusting myself. And again, that's, there's no rejection there. You know, somebody, a woman can say no. And I thank her. Thank you for your no. You know, I thank you so much because it just, it's information to get me to pay attention, to keep moving. Like no big deal. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your honesty, your transparency. It's not about me. Yeah. What what was about me was the ask. I knew I wanted to ask, and I did. I th- th- this is huge on multiple levels. I wanna I wanna I wanna dive into that because like one thing I noticed that made it easier to to take that risk was becoming more okay with no, and the way that I got there, warriors. <laughs> mm, yeah. Is that I started thinking about all the times that I forced myself to date someone because I thought that they might be a good fit. So they might look good if I dated her or Mm. this is a good person and they deserve a shot. I'd feel bad if I didn't give them a go. And, and I remembered how uncomfortable those relationships were, how much fighting they led to. It was a miserable time. And so then I projected out, I'm talking to this woman. (laughs) If she has the balls to tell me no on the upfront, right? Which is already difficult to do. No, I I don't like saying no. She's doing it. She's being clear with me. Some part of her knows how this relationship is probably going to play out, right? She's giving me a heads up. If you and I date, we're going to have a fucking bad time. I'm going to be resisting (laughs) this the entire way. Who am I to not trust that no? She's been her her entire life. She's going to have a better sense of whether or not I'm a fit for her than I am. So when I when I finally got that through my thick, stupid skull, <laughs> that became a lot easier. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Not meant to be. Um, but it also helped like bumping up the amount of matches that I was getting. So I didn't have to be like pinning everything on this one person because she's my only shot at being happy. Um, I'm putting that in air quotes because no relationship is going to make you happy. And you'll discover that too. But 
the other thing that you, you talked about that I, I want to highlight for the listener here is, is that thing around like that voice getting louder. And, and my theory on this, I think, is that it's governed by intention. What is my North Star in my life? What have I decided my life is about? And if you don't know, listener, I invite you to pick up a journal or something and write in it. What do you want your life to look like in 10 years? Health, wealth, relationships. Get real specific. I want to live in downtown Manhattan in a top floor, like penthouse suite skyscraper. I want to be dating um, a woman with double D's that's mm-hmm. like 5'5", five, five, piercing blue eyes that's oh. really into art and psychology. The kindest person that I've ever met. Loves mm-hmm. cats. Get specific with this. Write it all down. Feel it in your body. Know that this is what I fucking want. And... When that desire passes, when you finish writing down everything that you're looking for, I think that our brains automatically take that data and then it, they start experimenting. My brain will experiment with pulling me towards certain opportunities and people. And when I feel that pull, that's my brain trying to get me closer to what I've written down in terms of my desires. And it'll do this automatically. And I found that it just it gets more accurate over time. And so when you, Scott, were talking about how you're like a human scanner, you're just like, like I, this, <laughs> this is it. I'm curious if you had a similar experience. Has your scanner gotten you closer and closer to your intentions over time? Uh, yes and yes and no. <laughs> yes and no, because I'm still, a, I'm still a man and I'm human and like sometimes I don't honor you know, certain things, or I, I just, I go in really hot, uh, really fast. Um, I'm getting better at it. I, I notice I'm getting, I'm definitely getting better at it. Like there's definitely an evolutionary part of me that's still, you know, it's just this like, you know, oh, just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Rob? Like just, yeah. Like I'm like a little kid in a candy store. I want it all. I want to taste it all. I want it all. But, but, like also making it okay to like, Hey, I just want sex. Like right yeah. now that's, I just want sex with a woman and I'm going to come through the front door and say, Hey, this is what I want and ask for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Or hey, you know what? I, like right now, I think that's all I really do want. Um, and, and friendship. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of things right now and I don't have a lot of time. So I know a, a relationship requires I feel like it does. It would require me to spend a lot of time with another person. I don't have that kind of time right now. So I want to give myself that time. And so what I'm looking for now isn't necessarily a long-term relationship. I'm open to it. And I feel like I just want to, I want to play. I want to have sex. I want to have fun. Um, I definitely don't want to hurt somebody. So I'm not going to pretend like I want a long-term relationship and lie to them. You know, I'm not going to, be manipulative. That's not it. Um, so yeah, I think like you said, getting really clear on what it is you want, what she looks like, what, you know, what kind of heart she has, um, you know, just being very intentional and then, yeah, also giving myself room to be sloppy, you know, but I'll always be honest, always lead with my heart and know that like, listen, I'm not responsible for somebody else's feelings. As long as my intention is pure, and I lead with my heart, you know, I've been hurt before, but I don't take it. I try not to take it personally, you know? So I feel like it's really important to, uh, 
like you, you know what, what you're saying is get clear be honest be transparent be you know be yeah be honest transparent and open and lead with your heart don't be a dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I would agree with that. Surprisingly, there are a lot of women out there who are down to just have sex. Like, they're not looking for anything complicated either. Maybe they're in between relationships. They're not ready to commit to one. Sex sounds nice. Um, being upfront with it, it works surprisingly well. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you said... <laughs> again again i've forgotten it because there's a lot of there's a lot of shiny rocks here and i want to like pick up and play with all of them um but but i i do agree um i think there's this what is it it's that this level of play will yield a certain kind of result right and so scott and i have certain expectations we show up with a certain amount of value in the dating sphere um and so we should probably talk a little bit about what kind of results we are getting what does our dating life look like such that we are recommending these things if you look at what is available here and you're like oh right this is what i want everything that we were just talking about is kind of how we got there so i can i can start off a little bit here um, yeah. i i found that mostly what works for me is either meeting people through social circles where i show up continuously like every single day I'm at the climbing gym. I meet people there. That's relatively easy for me. Or I go to events where I have high value because I'm very interested in that subject matter. So for Scott, it might be the CrossFit gym. For me, it might be authentic relating or ecstatic dance. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, I shine in those arenas, so I tend to stand out. I can meet women there. But when I go online, I notice that now I'm in a place where I consistently get about three to five matches a week. I can turn about half of those into dates. And then from those dates, I'm picking who it is that I actually want to date. And my, my woman scanner has gotten to a point where it's actually pretty dead on in terms of who I'm attracting. And, and Scott's, I'm remembering what I forgot now. And, and Scott, okay. I love you for being honest because like sometimes Thanks. that scanner, yeah, dude. <laughs> sometimes that scanner fucks up it's like oh right Ooh, we've made him we've made a mistake this person is not who we thought they were yeah and even that's growthful but but just being aware like hey just because i'm pulled towards this person doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the one it's just your brain's best attempt right now given the data that it has at getting you to your goal um anyway coming back to it the results that i'm looking at are I am with consistency meeting up with women who are like almost everything on my list. Like the last time it was so specific, I thought maybe there would be like maybe six women in the world who fit that criterion. Um, it was like, she has to be like a masseuse. She has to love sex and be highly orgasmic and kind of submissive. And like, I have to be physically, emotionally, intellectually attracted to her. She has to be spiritually awakened, right? Like I have, all of these things and that's like that's maybe a third of the list and i'm meeting people where they're like all of those things she's really into touch and cuddling mm. um so yeah it's ridiculous so that that was what my dating life looked like before i decided to not <laughs> date anymore it feels like a loss right now that i'm talking about it um and i i really enjoyed it 
So that's that's where all of the stuff that I'm talking about is rooted in. And I agree with the things that Scott's saying. So what's it look like for you, man, for the listener? Um, it's it's um, trial and error, man. Like just putting myself out there and meeting people and having conversations and, you know, seeing for myself firsthand, like experiencing the person and feeling and seeing if I'm attracted to them, if, if we're a fit, if we're not and yeah, it's, it's, it's messy, man. I think it's fun, but it it can be messy. Um, Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think like I went on a date last night and we went on a date a long time ago and we were just revisiting and it was a great time. The woman is amazing. She's a lot of fun, very intellectual, great conversation, beautiful. Um, just not a, not a fit man. Um, and I, I have to, I mean, I have to let her know, like, and that's the hard part for me is like letting her know, like yeah, reaching out and it, you know, rather than ghosting and, even though it was one day, just like, Hey, um, thank you. And, you know, trying to find the words to be kind, you know? Um, and I, I think like in the last men's group I was in, it was like learning how to be more concise as a man, like just saying, Oh, Hey, this isn't a match for me. Or uh, I don't think I'd like to continue to see you. I, I mean, I'm trying to find the words it's, it's messy. It's not yeah. always easy. I think that's the honorable move, though, man. Because I've been left on the hook where I just am wondering, and I thought it went really well, and they just don't fucking ever let me know again. And that sucks balls. So yeah. it, yep. it's cool that you're doing that. And I think you're really underselling yourself. <laughs> like, Because this, this motherfucker, every single time I talk to him, he's on a date with a gorgeous new woman. And it's like, this is like weekly, like every week. Like the last time he sent me a picture of someone where where it was a good date, like there was a strong chemistry. And it's like, Scott is is like maybe 20 years older than me. And he's getting women that I want to be dating. And it's Mm. just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, so I I feel like if you're listening right now and you're like, Scott's like, it's messy. he's, He's being honest and transparent here. And he's also underselling his dating life. I think he does better than me on, on a numbers scale, like, probably by a factor of like three or four. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised in terms of like quality attractive women that he's running into. Cause like you, you go out and you like talk to women directly on the street, right? Yeah, all the time. I love it, man. I like just, I like running up to them and oh, carefully running up and just stopping them and say, hey, you're kind of cute. You know, I'm Scott and just having a conversation. Like, I think it's good practice. I like doing that. Like I did it the other day at a coffee shop, man. This woman was gorgeous and I had this amazing coffee. And it, I was so good and she just was walking by and I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for me to say something. And I did. And she completely engaged and was smiling. And so, you know, I, I read the cues and um, yeah, it was just really interesting. I love doing that. I love meeting women and introducing myself and having a nice conversation and seeing where it goes, man. Like, how else are you going to do it? Like, it's better in person 
than it is on a dating app. Dating apps, I know that, like, I, I get ghosted all the time, man. They, like, show up and we have great conversation, and then you never hear from them again. Like, I'm like, oh, I thought this was going to, something was going to happen. I thought we were going to go out on a date. It seemed like it was going that way, but then it was like, you never hear, like, that's it. Like, they, that was, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is weird. Yeah, dating dating apps are a whole different universe. I, I find that it, like it takes a very specific approach, and it has nothing to do with in person game. But I'm like laughing my ass off as you're talking about your approach. Like it's like no big deal. Yeah, just run up to it. That is like some like you're, you're like a monster, dude. Like you have no fear. <laughs> yeah, it's a practice, Rob. It's like like really that's what it is. It's like going to the gym and working the muscle. Like it really is a practice. And I in because the response has been so good, like, because the response, like, because I see women, I feel them engaging in them, enjoying and being a leader in that way. Like, I, if they're engaging with me, then they want to be there. And I, it's, I feel like it's harder for a woman to do that. I like that too, though. I like when a woman comes up to me and I'm like, that throws me off a little because yeah. I'm not used to it. So, and I like it a lot, dude. I, I wish women would do it more. So all the women listeners out there go up to dudes and that you find attractive and say hello and be, be quirky and vulnerable and say my heart's beating really. I do that too. Like if my heart's beating out of my chest, when I walk up to a woman, I let her know, like, I feel so, I felt this connection and I wanted to come up and say, hi, I think you're really cute. My heart's beating out of my chest. And they're just looking while looking dead into their eyes. And they can feel the, the they can feel the honesty or they can feel your lack of that. And I feel like it's really refreshing if they if you're used to being on a dating app and you don't get that actual like we're the real scanners, right? Like the woman is there scanning me to see if she's a yes for me. I'm over here scanning her, and it's dude, it's scary because everything is kind of virtual more so than it is in person unless you practice like I do. I think it, the real world is the dojo. Let's go fucking practice running up to, not running up to women. Very, very <laughs> cautiously. after women while uh, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> You're really cute. Hold on, what are you doing? And I, find, I think they find it refreshing. And like, I don't think it happens often, especially super attractive women. I feel yeah. like men are like, I could never talk to her. There's no woman that's out of my league. I don't care how gorgeous, how tall, how many businesses, how much money, what kind of car. Like, I'm going for it, man. 100%. Fuck yeah. Yeah, there, I, I, I agree with that. There, there is like, it's very easy to, to, to ping a woman online if she's very attractive. And I, I noticed this when I was on, on like plenty of, fit, I don't know, okay, Cupid, something like that. Some woman was like, hey, I have like 20,000 likes. Like, y'all need to start messaging me. Um, and and it's crazy the vo the volume that these women get like the volume of men just barraging them with messages online but guess how many of those men are so intimidated by that in person yep. that they never actually bother to approach most everyone except for scott so you yep. need to you need to give this guy some competition <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need some man i definitely would like it it's fun give me some yeah i'll take it I'll, like for sure yeah, it really is. It's like such a great practice, man, to just put yourself out there. And I'll be honest with you, Rob, where it comes from, I feel like is getting my heart fucking broken, man. Divorce, number one, didn't contract and pull away. I kept my heart wide open. 
this is life. Life is fucking painful, man. It's not just feeling good all the time. And I got really good at sitting in the fire and feeling the excruciating, devastating pain of loss. And in doing so, it's like, oh, asking, I got my, the woman that I have three children with ripped my heart out and threw it on the ground and stepped on it. And I'm, listen, I have my responsibility here as well. And it was the most painful, one of the most painful things I've ever gone through in my entire life and a whole slew of other circumstances. So going up to talk to a woman is like, Really? That's fucking, that's not hard. It's really easy. What's what are, here's what I get no or yes. And if I get a yes, then Hey, maybe it leads to great sex or, you know, a, a deep fulfilling, nourishing friendship. Who knows? But like, so the takeaway that, warriors is you gotta, you gotta get a really messy divorce. Like that's the, yeah. secret, that's the secret here. Yep. I know I don't get some fucking tools around how to do conflict really well. Yeah and be with your own experience and be with your own emotions and how to regulate yourself. And that's really helpful too. get a, get a good group of men, get a good friend like Rob that you can process your emotions and have these kind of conversations um, with is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's huge. That's actually a, the bit about dating that most people besides us never talk about because it, it's easy to get kind of like fish hooked by like, Oh, they're, they're, what are five texts you can set you can send to get our pennies wet right now? Mm. And everyone's looking for that shit. But what happens when you run out of those texts? Like you gotta, you gotta you walk up on the street, walk right up to her on the street, and you look her in her eyes and you say, "Hey, I think you're really cute. You want to go out? That's what gets your panties wet." <laughs> yeah, there there is that like there's this rule I think, and and maybe this will. Uh, I have two things that I want to say, but there's this rule that I've noticed when I've talked to women that have dated me in the past, they will, they will tell me when I'm being attractive and consistently what they'll tell me is you, they'll, they'll mention that I'm being attractive when I am listening to what my body wants, what I want when I'm going for the thing Mm. in the moment, this is what I wanted to do. And it doesn't matter if it was awkward or if it looked weird, right? It's just the fact that I was going for that thing, um, that I was doing something that I enjoyed, that I wanted to do, that made it attractive. Someone told me, someone that I really care about, told me that it's attractive when you cook, like mm. the way that you like just saute and you're casually using the wok or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's all it takes. Like, mm-hmm. I love cooking. And it, it, it apparently, it just shows. So that's point number one. Everything Scott said was true. <laughs> so point number two, <laughs> point number two is, <laughs> is, is the thing that made the biggest difference for me. Cause when, when I was my, my, my sticking point is I have a really easy time becoming friends with women. I have a very hard time jumping from friends to like sexual attraction and chemistry. Yeah. And the thing that made the difference for me was becoming more okay with physical touch. I was so respectful of women that I was never actually even coming into contact with them, like not even bumping up against them, right? Mm. I'd have my my hands like pressed up against my chest, like I'm a little baby mummy. Mm. And and so there would never be the opportunity for chemistry to begin building. If you want to be dating this woman, if you want to be having sex with her or kissing her or even cuddling, you need to begin breaching that barrier 
And learning how to do that was a really important thing for me. So a lot of times it'll just be like, hey, you want to like sit down and like lean into each other. Mm. And if she's if she's into me, she'll say yes. And then we'll do that. And then it'll be okay. Then it'll be fine to move on to other kinds of touch. And if she's not, she'll say no. And that's fine too. So I think that's what I have for this episode. How about you, man? No, I like I like what you're closing with. That was really good for me. Like, uh, because I'm thinking about, I'm going to use that, what you just said. Like, because there's a woman who I feel like we're just friends right now. And I, I'm noticing, like, as we're having this conversation, I want more. And I feel like that's a really safe way to uh, move it to the next level. And with, with, you know, without like, hey, can I just lean into you and put my body next to yours? You know, maybe not. I don't know if going for, in for the kit, like asking you for the kiss or typically I'll just do that. I'll lean in and go for the kiss. But like that feels this. I'm not really sure where we're at right now. So that feels like it would be a really safe um, move just put my body next to hers and see you know ask her if that's okay and if she says no then i know that the kiss is definitely a no i yeah. would imagine at that point yeah. so that's good no i i, I like that Bob. that's yeah i learned i learned something here man and that's that's my big takeaway is like slow slow down because i come in fucking hot man like bananas like uh, uh, <laughs> i'm like i'm like a meteor crashing the earth sometimes and I, I know i'm intense man i know i can be really intense and it, it's it has like you know, scared women off as far as romantically, like it's a little bit too much friendship still. Yes. But the rom romantic part was like, uh, I don't think I'm ready for this. Like you're, you know, like it's a lot. So <laughs> I, I like, take, I like slowing it down a little bit and then learning how to, how to do both, you know, finding my finding, like I said, this is messy and sloppy and there's no, there's no like linear way. The way is, you know, the warrior way yeah yeah maybe that's what we close out with because we're, we're almost at time here but i think what you're saying is is critical it's that there is really no right way what what is the right way for us right here and now will become the wrong way in a month yep. and that's because what we're after changes and yeah i think the most important part is we just stop beating ourselves up for being messy like dating is fundamentally messy we're too we're two meat computers powered by electricity <laughs> and fat and chemicals and we're interacting with each other and we're trying to figure out whether or not we like we want to have sex and start a life together right like how insane yeah. is that right yeah and and so if i map that out like of course dating is messy like there's nothing about this process of being a human makes any sense and i don't the more I, I go along with it, the more I'm convinced that it was never supposed to. Your job is to just try to figure it out, and it's nonsense the entire time. And I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, but if, if, if there's something that I would love for you, the listener, to leave with today, it is just that any time that it feels like you're doing a bad job at dating, please just take a moment and offer yourself a little bit of compassion for doing what most of us find to be one of the most challenging human things. You're doing fine. Yeah, I wanna echo, you're doing fine. Be kind to yourself and laugh. I noticed that we laughed a lot during this episode, man, and don't take this shit too seriously, like any of it. We, who the fuck knows what this is all about? Have fun. I know that I feel better when I'm laughing and having a good time, and that's, Part of the reason why why I do this podcast, man, is is to 
have a good time and talk about stuff and not take life too seriously. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here with us, Warriors. Um, and I think that's it. We out. Uh, this this one goes live on Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern time, uh, now that both Scott and I are on, on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, if you got something out of it, don't be afraid to share it. Rating it helps a lot, like subscribing. Uh, any kind of interaction with the channel actually helps us get more exposure. And we love that because that means mm -hmm. we get to help more of you out. Yeah, man. And with that, I'm out. Aho. Aho. Peace. Love you. Peace.